You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosisisgrade.com It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Miss Rusty, what is up, everyone? It is Friday. I was saying yesterday was Wednesday, but yesterday was Thursday. So that's what's up. Welcome to the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. Coming to you live from Pennsylvania, the podcast, because PA Pennsylvania, you know, again, make the same joke every show. So Thank you, everyone, for being here and uh, listening. If you're listening here, if you're watching, if you're uh, just like, hmm, I wonder what that guy looks like, you can look on YouTube or on Rumble. It'll be there. Or if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble and you're like, ah, fuck, I like this guy's voice, but I don't want to look at his face, then you can go to basically anywhere you listen to podcasts and you'll find the Public Access Podcast. So thank you, everyone. And I'm here to bring on my special guest right here, right now. And my special guest right here, right now is Lainey Love. How are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. I'm giggling a little bit from your intro. I've listened to it on the podcast, but I, I've never seen the visual part. And I love it. It's so fun. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, uh I've I've had that for a while and I haven't got to use it nearly as much. I don't know why I didn't. I just I've had it sitting and um yeah. Um I don't know. I, I like getting to make my own stuff for the most part, except for when it has to do with editing of of these these shows. But the rest of it I enjoy. So um I don't know. I, I feel like I need to make a commercial again, though. Some sort of commercial. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, I, re I really loved it. And hypnosis it is great. I am an RTT therapist, so that's oh, okay. uh, that involves hypnotherapy as well. How'd you get into that line of uh, work? You know, it all just comes together. So, well, okay. for me anyway, you know, uh, I've always been interested in alternative health. And then you start or I started somewhere, I started with uh, traditional Chinese medicine because I had lived in Asia. Uh, oh, okay. And then I studied uh, shiatsu because I really loved that it incorporated uh, Western and Eastern thought. So I got to learn like phys physiology, anatomy, and bioethics along with traditional 
Chinese medicine and a lot about the meridians. Was that so? Uh, I lived in Taiwan after high school. I got to do so many fun things because this was a long time ago before like five years ago. Huge influx. Yes, yeah, five years years ago. (laughs) And uh, I I did so many cool things. I worked for Bungie International, so I was uh, the person that was hooking you up to go jump off of bridges and cliffs, and it was uh, that was fun. And uh, I got to also do some modeling, which was great. I did a Donna Karen show and a Dolce & Gabbana show. What was that like? Oh, man. You know, I think that many a girl dreams about doing that. I know I did. Um, and I was certainly glad that I got to live that experience. And um, it wasn't for me. Uh, I had to work really hard. I'm sure that all the ladies do. They have to work really hard, but I wasn't necessarily that like physical shape. I had to work really, really hard for it. So um, I didn't want to do all the hard work. (laughs) Uh, So I didn't want to not eat and and just spend my life in, in the gym. That was my reality. That might not be everybody's, but but that was my reality. And so um, after a year, I just uh, stopped doing it. And then was that when you got into uh, shiatsu or uh, other different things? Or was there some sort of buffer time where you were, you went a whole bunch of different directions trying to figure out where to go or where you were? Yes, all of those things are true. I definitely went like many people. So if that has been your route in life, taking like 20 different directions, that's cool. I mean, it all does. They do all meet each other at some point, And then you can start to see why, like how all those pieces fit together. And, and it's just part of life. Like we're here to actually like live and experience. And that's also cool. So if you yeah. are like me and and you have taken 20 different roads, enjoy. Give yourself a high five. Give yourself a pat on the back for living life and um, taking chances and following your curiosities. Right. So, yes, that part is true. I definitely took <laughs> uh, many different roads. And I also had always had the same interest in in helping people in health, in science, Um and there are many, many different avenues to health. And that is so cool because I, I have such a curious mind. So I followed many different paths when it came to healing. So it, the interest definitely started from living in Taiwan as I got to see a, I guess what, what we would refer to in North America as like a GP. There was something okay. I needed to go see a doctor for something. And I was just so fascinated by the way that they did it. It was so different. It was so different. And I thought it made so much sense. Like um, they actually asked me a lot of questions. Right. <laughs> it's really unusual. At least I'm, I'm Canadian. It's uh, mostly unusual when you go see a doctor for them to ask you a lot of, uh, a lot of different kinds of questions. It's kind of like you just get, you know, two or three questions and then they write you a prescription. Yeah. yeah. I, 
I started going um, at my yep yeah, regular doctor. They had a thing where people who were about to finish acupuncture were basically it was basically like you know free acupuncture for people. While these people who are about to get certified are there with their teacher, um, you know, kind of fine-tuning everything for them to send them off into the world and you know like it was cool they all had pads of paper and i'd go in there every wednesday for probably at least a couple months and you know they'd take note of everything and they'd be like asking yeah asking about stuff and like Mm -hmm. I was like, why am I seeing my doctor? This is all I, re- this uh, what I really need. And then, um, yeah, like in the stuff they were doing, like it was actually working on what was, what was wrong with me and what needed to be addressed and what needed to be helped. And um, yeah, I mean, I even like when I moved to Minnesota with my, um, I helped and they even had a what part of it that was, I could go to the, maybe it was in Oregon too. Um, I could do like a a naturopathic doctor as part of it for that. And I was, I was in, I was totally into it. And I haven't had that since then. It's been probably four years or so since I've had that, but um, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I just don't have it right now and I miss it. Is that something? Go find it. There there are different opportunities and options everywhere. And and yeah, they do. The practitioners have a different way. I mean, it's such an ancient system and um, all of the observations uh, mean something. So they've really learned to listen to and read the subtle cues of the body. That's the varying pulses or a tongue diagnosis or even aspects of iridology and the frequency of like when you're experiencing certain symptoms, everything has a meaning. And I just thought there was so much, um, well, made sense. It made so much sense. And there's so much wisdom in it. It was, uh, it certainly drew me in just the pure logic actually of it. Of course, our body is giving us cues all the time. Of course, there's meaning to those things. Yeah, we should be listening to what that is and learning the language of our body since, you know, we live in it 24-7. We should probably <laughs> learn as much as we can about it and uh, you know, deepen or nurture a relationship with, with our bodies. So I love that part about traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda is also very similar Um so I studied science first because um, I don't know why. I guess I, I wanted to have like more of a legitimate, what I deemed a legitimate <laughs> yeah. path. I wanted to be like a white coat, you know, because I grew up um, very poor with a single mom who had four kids and she was a teenage mom. And I didn't want to relive that. And uh, I wanted to have a different life. And I thought that meant if I wore a white coat that I would have a different life and I would be respectable and successful and all of those, <laughs> all of those <laughs> things. And, uh, well, it turns out you definitely don't need to wear a white coat to be respectable or successful. 
Um, and I'm really grateful that I, I learned that. However, I did wear a white coat a few, a few times and it was fun. <laughs> and and then- yes, some of those occasions were Halloween <laughs> and some were for work. <laughs> uh, but that's yeah. cool. You got to be for Halloween. You got to work, be like have a job that you were for Halloween at some point. <laughs> I don't know how many people get to actually do that. Uh, yeah, at least uh, like a version of it. It's true. Well, right. That's a I, that's a new thing for somebody to to aspire to, right? Yeah, it's I mean, a I, new way of vision boarding is <laughs> wearing a costume and acting as if. Yeah, yeah. It, fake it until you make it. Almost. I think we should capitalize on this idea of vision board costumes, and we should I sell them so. at Hall- Halloween. It's a new new business. I think so. And then, yeah, it's open to interpretation for everyone. All you need to do is just put a, a pad of paper or a big, uh, you know, a big uh, poster board there. And it's up to the creator to put the content on there. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was Pee Wee Herman for Halloween a couple times. And I mean, <laughs> so... Amazing. That's what I got to, yeah. to grow up to be, uh, pretty much. <laughs> Same sort of thing. But, yeah, I mean, I think that we don't take into account that a lot. What, when you know, when we're younger, what we want to be. Um, and then how quickly it's influenced by other things. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of go with, like, at four years old is I think whatever you want to be then is kind of what you should you should be when you're older. Some form of that. But I don't know. I don't know how true that is to everybody, but um I don't I don't think you really have that other you're more just taking in information then and you don't really have the ability to take it apart and really get into it and then start having other reasons of why you should like something it's just like i like this now um but i don't know i'm not a i'm not a doctor uh i just uh play one on tv but (laughs) (laughs) me too yeah me too yeah. <laughs> I thought I wanted to be one. That that was the goal, but nah, nope. I well, I'm I may be a doctor of something one day. I'm I've recently become interested in becoming a doctor of divinity. Um, what what, is, what do you do to be a doctor of divinity? How does that Well that along path the path like? spirituality has um seemed like it is a missing link. So, you know, starting off um being more science oriented, which I mean, science is so deeply spiritual, actually. <laughs> right. But you don't you don't come to to see that I I think until uh, well, it depends on your personality. But I didn't come to really see that right away. Um, and then well, studying science and then moving into different different traditions and different forms of wisdom when it comes to healing and learning more about the mind, um, learning more about the energetic system and how we're influenced by all these different systems. 
then uh, spirituality and consciousness just is a natural consequence of studying all those subjects. I mean, I've always felt a connection to to spirit, to the earth, to God, whatever it is, whatever word you want to use, um, and uh, to create change, to facilitate change, and to maintain change, and to expand beyond what you think is possible, and to bring you hope when you when you really need it most. Um, then spirit just enters into that equation. So, where are you trying to expand to? What are you trying to expand to? Uh, yeah. Where am I trying to expand to? I'm yeah. uh, just always trying to expand into the greatest version of myself. And uh, that comes again, like circling back to spirituality with a spiritual practice and making making a daily life a spiritual practice. So I am a part of a mystery school in the part of the Sophia Code. What's I'm part of their what, mystery school. What's that? The Sophia Code, oh, I wish I had my book handy. Um, it, it started with the book. It was written or channeled by um, a beautiful, wonderful woman named Kaya Ra. Uh, and it is there. You go through different initiations, key code initiations um, with um, different ascended masters. And we're familiar with a, a lot of them uh, Isis, um, Mother Mary. Mary Magdalene, okay, Guanyin, Green Tara, um, are just a few, but uh, perhaps names that people are more familiar with. Um, and in that mystery school, uh, they talk a lot about um, how your daily practice is just a part of like your modern life. So you know, back in the day, you used to go to like a, a temple or in the mountains and meditate forever. <laughs> but in our in our daily life, it's how do we integrate a spiritual practice in our modern daily lives so that it becomes something that we can actually maintain and sustain. Um, and I, I really like that perspective and framework. Right. And so, I mean, so, okay. If there's the upside to all this and then, but like, what's kind of the the reverse side of this like so with hypnosis like yeah there's there's mind control you know mk ultra uh yeah. subliminal messaging all that stuff that's kind yeah. of the reverse side of it the negative side of it but then with how powerful that is that means that there's also the other side of it like the good side of it that's that powerful and that strong um what is that kind of in would you say in in this realm that you're speaking of kind of the negative like the spiritual side context of, yeah like a spiritual context what would you say would be, would be the negative or is there i mean there, there has to be but i don't know what would you think that would be well that becomes an, like a really interesting question because there there is and there isn't one so uh, <laughs> there isn't, there isn't one. So if we are an infinite soul um, and we are sovereign beings, then our experience here on the planet as a human, experiencing what it's like to be human, 
uh, that's just an experience, right? Um, right. So there is no actual like negative, a big, big picture, big spiritual context and outlook. There's, there's no negative experience. There's, uh, but being a human uh, and having those experiences, it definitely, it doesn't feel right or good. Um, and it feels like it's going against some law. And there's a lot of pain and suffering and discomfort. Um, and it feels like uh, we're being forced into doing things that we don't want to be doing or experiencing. Uh, and part of that is true and part of it isn't in that we often out of comfort and habit and going back into hypnosis there, um, programming. And that programming, it means a lot of different things. Programming gets into like your social programming, your familial programming, your ancestral programming. It's all there. It's all there living within your cells. It's called epigenetics. And which, which ones are expressed is, um, is subject to the family that you grew up in and the environment that you grew up in. But it also comes down to choice. So. It's really complicated, <laughs> um, right. but it's also really simple. Once you start to gather the the information um, and start to uh, be able to make sense of things and see how all of the pieces fit together, it becomes less complicated, but it's just way more interesting than we've been led to believe that our lives are really, really interesting mm. and how things come about is fascinating. Like, wow, I'm influenced by my ancestral line. I'm influenced by, we often talk about past lives, but if we're talking about time, it's really a parallel life because there is no time and everything's happening simultaneously. So it'd be like a parallel life. So you have right. your ancestral human stuff you have your parallel life stuff and then you have all then to a more human level your societal programming and so, mk ultra is an example of of that but that's more deep state stuff right and yeah. so do you do anything with par or para i guess you call it parallel life uh, regression Past lives parallel lives of, they go hand in hand yes right um so that's a that's a cool way to describe it um yeah i mean uh tell someone that uh you know parallel life instead um do you tell them like if you're working with someone they're doing that do you tell them uh afterwards or before like do you say like you you want to basically you want to see your past life or do you want to see your parallel life um or do you t talk to them afterwards and like debrief them asking them about saying like this is what's going on here but it's also going on here instead of this is what's going on here because this was going on here before but instead this is going on currently in another place yeah, that's that's a really good question. So when I'm working with someone, it is my practice to allow the client to lead the session. So where to wherever we're going to go is because that's what they're 
subconsciously, consciously, super consciously ready to, um, ready to transmute and transform. So something that's really cool and easy for anybody uh, listening is if you want to be able to transform a particular part of your life um, easily, well, simply, it's probably not easy. You know, going to the gym is easy, huh. but, <laughs> but is it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Some days it feels yeah. really hard. So it's simple. Yeah. So it's the same thing with creating any other change in your life. It's a, it's a simple action step, but it doesn't always feel easy. So, so just like in the session when we're talking about parallel lives, past lives, it's all, it's pretty much always the same sequence and steps. So you can also do this with yourself at home. Notice what's coming up and just what's coming up is uh, often just a feeling. It can be a feeling or a thought. I can't do this. It's not good. I can't do this because I don't have enough. I can't do this. Like it's always a reason why we can't do something, right? Or right. usually some negative feeling that's making us feel, not making us because we choose it actually, <laughs> that uh, equals us feeling a certain way. Um, so just look at your feelings and look at your thoughts. And those are clues. That is your conscious, subconscious, superconscious being telling you what's ready to be cleared. So this is the thing that's blocking you and it's actually ready to be cleared because it's come up. So that can belong to um, a past parallel life. It can be something that's actually a part of your ancestral line. It could have been your great, 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 great grandmothers that's been passed down and nobody paid attention through all those generations to the same thing. But but you're listening to this podcast and you're like, you're ready. You're paying attention because you're being, you're being given the, the cue right now to pay attention and to notice that. And it's really just as simple. I mean, we can, you, you can go through a hypnotic process, which is sometimes uh, the most effective way to do it, but you can just notice I'm feeling this feeling or I'm thinking this thought and just feel it, just acknowledge it. Because what we do is we're constantly trying to push it away. Oh, I feel I can't do this. I'm going to distract myself. I am going to maybe eat something or I'm going to watch something or I'm going to play a game. Usually they're really unhealthy habits. Sometimes they can feel healthy, like going for a walk or going to the gym. But either way, what we're doing is we're not actually just listening to the thought or the feeling. So if you just listen, if you just listen and allow the feeling to be felt, because that's why we feel feel feelings, we're supposed to right. feel them, and then they are released. Um, but we've trained ourselves into not feeling those feelings. And maybe it wasn't safe, like if it's an ancestral thing, you know, maybe it wasn't safe. The culture um, at the time was that you could not express certain emotions. Otherwise the consequence would be grave. And so that just becomes the pattern that's inherited by everyone. But um, now in North America, anyway, it's relatively safe to feel a feeling, especially in private just allow yourself to feel the feeling or yeah. uh, acknowledge the thought, acknowledge the pattern. Um, and when you do that, then you set yourself free of that and you set your ancestral line free of that and your past and parallel lives. It's really as simple as that. 
Yeah, and I now I'm forgetting this number. I want to say it's 25 that with uh, like if something happens to you, like if you have some traumatic experience and you don't work on it yeah. and it just keeps getting passed down and passed down mm-hmm. that it gets like into your DNA of your offspring for 25 different 25 generations down. I think um, it's in, it's always there until somebody clears it. But when you clear, so if I clear um, and heal, release, whatever word that you want to use, um, a incident, and in hypnosis, we use this, we use the term like incidents. Um, so when you're in a hypnosis session, basically your subconscious mind is guiding the session and taking you to an event, a time, a space um, for when you experience something that then you interpreted as a traumatic experience. You you gave that experience a meaning. And like most of these things when we're working in a hypnotherapy session are from childhood. So I yeah. know that you had you had started saying yes when you were a kid. It's because your brain, your brain hasn't fully started to function. You're still um sharing your energetic space with your parents until the age of seven. But anyway, so it can be something as simple as that experience that we're going into clear, like you were at the park and somebody didn't let you play on the swing. And so then you gave meaning to that experience that you are terrible and horrible and nobody likes you and you never get what you want. And then that becomes a subconscious program. And that becomes a thing that runs your life <laughs> yeah. uh, for the rest of your life until you Not go back why. and clear the, the root point, that yeah. the meaning that it is that you gave that uh, experience. And we do that. We do that every day, all, all day long. Um, but it was it's particularly impactful when you get down to those, those root causes. And there's so many different tools to clear those um, and then reprogram. But hypnosis is, I know that one that you use and when, when that I use, but another way to do that is like really simply on your own is just what I had suggested, which is just going in and looking at the emotion or the thoughts, because those are clues as to what your subconscious programming is and and how often are people coming up to you to work on what they think is the event this big event in their life but then it ends up being like you're saying being back on the playground that's what really the cause of this other event is, and you're not going to be able to work on that event at all until you go back and fix that one that happened when you were a kid first. That's something that you see often or anything like that. Yeah. It's a combination of people just having no clue. I know I was one of those people where I just didn't, I have no idea what it could be. There are so many, (laughs) there are so many, I have no idea what it could be, or I just don't know. Um, and then yes, and a lot of, oh, I'm sure it was this. And then it's not that. And it is surprising actually how often those bigger traumatic events, um, like, uh, are not 
the ones that are carrying the weight as those really those what we would deem collectively <laughs> as right. something that that doesn't really seem like that much of a big deal rather than you know like getting into a car accident or being abused or um often it's it's not those ones that carry the the heaviest weight or impact which i find actually really fascinating me too and just so often with that happening and um i don't know cuz i sometimes i can i have a good hunch that that's what's going to happen when they come to me um or you know even if it's something you know someone that wants to lose weight is usually one that i like to because I don't like doing that one in the first place. I don't like taking on those sessions. I'll pass those off to somebody else almost yeah. every time. Um, but I mean, the majority of the time there's something. I think I've had one time, maybe one, maybe two times where that hasn't been the case, but there's, it's like, let's go back. There's, why I mean, why do you feel this way in the first place? And then there's something that's like, oh, shit. okay, okay, that's something that I I pushed away for a bunch of years, and uh, yep, okay, that makes sense. That's why that's coming up, and that's why you know. And then then it's a whole unraveling, and then there's a bunch of work. But then sometimes, a lot of times, that's important to get that point, that first point of unraveling, because then, yeah, then you can start working on yeah. unraveling and start working on those other parts, but you can't go and do these little ones that come up afterwards. You're not going to get down to the root cause and they're going to probably still come up until you go and really take care of those, those deep ones, those deep cuts. Yes. And those are the ones we need to clear because when once we clear those, then all the other ones just go with it. Yeah, right. you want to go get get to the root always, so you can clear faster, and then you can change your life faster. You can up level your life. You can upgrade your life. You can finally move past those obstacles that seem to just always be in your way, and uh, that comes comes down to really so much of it is subconscious programming. But then there also is that ancestral and parallel life, past life weights that comes into play too. So what do you tell someone who's scared? Of what? Any of it, any of the process of of possibly reliving the process, part of the some action yeah. or um You've already you know, lived the through unknown. It. Yeah, you've already lived through it. And this is just uh going back and like looking at something like on a screen, like a movie screen, you've already lived through the experience and you're not reliving it. You're reviewing it. Those are two different things. So that's, yeah. that's what is shared. You already did the tough thing. You already survived it. And often actually, I know when I first started, I thought we had to uh, relive the experience uh, but more and more, you don't. You don't have to relive the experience. You can bypass that. 
by just uh, connecting to the emotions. What do you What do you mean there? How we explain that? Yes. So, um, for that reason, uh, do I need to remember the incident? Or maybe I do remember the incident, but I don't really want to go over it again. There is a feeling that you get in your body. That's where that is, the event is stored. So it can be stored in pictures and remembering the actual event or experience. It's also stored in your body in a feeling or a sensation. And it's stored um, as the feeling that we can name, right? Sadness, anger, fear. Paralysis, paranoia, whatever these, whatever the feeling is going in, you can just name the feeling instead. Absolute terror. Absolute terror. So you just sit with the feeling of absolute terror. And oh, where is it? So you allow yourself to one just feel the feeling in knowing that it's a feeling. So again, like if you're afraid to feel it, of course you're af- afraid to feel it. That's why it's still sitting in you. Because it's really uncomfortable to feel terrified. But right now in this moment, in your home, um, in this session, you're safe. You know, take a look around. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Reminding yourself of all the ways and reasons in which you're safe. And then then we're just feeling a feeling. And feelings are are just cues. They're just cues and they're just meant to have a, a short lifespan. Their signals, yeah. the information and feedback. So, so you don't have to go. Rem- if it was terror and I was, you know, uh, beaten, I don't have to remember the whole incident and all of the details. I can just deal with the feeling. And so, are you, when you're working with your clients at this part, are you having them like, are you doing some sort of relaxation with them beforehand or are, you just are you going right into it or um it depends on how long we've worked together but i mean it's always before i before i actually start the session i'm i'm doing uh, a prayer um and setting the container uh for myself and for the client and for my computer and for my office and for my home and for their home and their computer um, so clearing out um, any interfering energies, any lower energies, and saying a prayer and um, asking for protection for the highest good of all. Okay. Uh, so I'm doing that before. So, I mean, it's always great. Ritual and ceremony is a really important part um, of healing and uh, especially for the subconscious mind, you know, it's, it's setting that space. So generally I like to start um, a session either like with the client once I've done that before the call uh, with either saying a prayer. Um, Usually it's actually saying a prayer or just uh, doing like a a quick 10 second connection. It depends on the particular flow flow of that day. Do you, do you both close your eyes or does, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much, but uh, is there, is there eye closure in those? Uh, yes. And no, it's up to you. But if you're, if you're moving through a particularly challenging experience, 
then I will generally guide you to close your eyes so that your conscious mind doesn't interfere with the process. Because we can go into uh, judgment, like judging ourselves and thinking that we're being judged. (laughs) We just need to feel the feelings. And sometimes, you know, you can turn the the cameras off. And sometimes I actually prefer phone calls over uh, Zooms to allow for more of that, like, that freedom of expression. Again, it depends on the client and what it is that they need to support them. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm really happy about the, um, you know, zoom and, uh, mm-hmm. phone calls. Like uh, people need to know that like, you can do this. You don't need to go into it like that. Commercial at the beginning. Yes, you to go, I love you don't your need, commercial. It's so yeah, great. You, thank you. <laughs> you. You don't need to go into an office. You don't. Yeah. You you can if you really want to. But, I mean, yeah, I, I had an office when I lived in Oregon, and that was that. That was it. And then ever since then, I haven't needed one. If someone wants to meet me somewhere, they can. But, I mean, now I live in a pretty remote area. But, um yeah, it's great. Like, and if someone wants to just not have the camera on and, yeah. you know, just like a phone call, it's like, I'm fine with that. There's like, you're not going to hurt my feelings or anything. Like, if that's what's making, it's not about me being comfortable. It's about, you know, whoever, whoever this, whoever I'm working with or whoever you're working with, like having them in the best situation and best environment and headspace they can be in and giving them all the tools to be able to work through or work on whatever it is that that's happening at that moment and it's i i don't know because i mean like no matter how much i think i could make an environment a physical environment inviting and nice it's not going to be that way for every single person every you know someone else might come in like you know maybe it's cold or maybe maybe they don't like like my my pillow or um or their headphones feel weird on them or something or and i know just let people be in their own their own everyone knows how to make themselves as comfortable as they can and you know some people can always use lessons on how to be more comfortable but for the most part they know how they can get into their comfortable rhythm yeah as much as they know at that moment pretty easily and stepping into a foreign environment isn't always conducive to that so and it's just um, convenient like not having like the extra travel time so one hour appointment becomes like a a two hour plus appointment when you think about the travel back and forth. And I mean, uh, but there also is the good part of being in person with somebody and just sharing uh, that experience and that energy. And there, there's a different, different exchange that happens there. So there's, there's benefits to both. And yeah, it's whatever, whatever the person, the client, um, appreciates or prefers really i like the digital space because then i exactly i can be wherever i want to be also i have the freedom i don't have to 
maintain, sustain um, an office and always be in the same place. You know, I can choose to move around like you. You're moving around all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> I, yeah, I w- w- couldn't imagine having to get a, you know, sign up for a lease for a new place that yeah. every time I've moved and like, yeah, it was hard enough with, with the store. Um, like just even that for a while. Um, I don't know. I, I'd much rather, yeah, just be able to, a, a laptop is a lot easier than an office and the commute to my laptop is a lot better than, <laughs> yeah, you know, cause then also, you know, and people like, just like you're saying, traveling to and from the place, mm-hmm. like, let's say they're getting out, uh, like the a session ends at four 30 in the afternoon. When people are leaving, they're like during this session, they're going to be thinking, oh, okay, I hopefully I'll get out of here right at 430. It's going to give me the best chance to not have to deal with that much traffic. And I probably won't hit that much of that, you know, rush hour or something or, um, you know, just having other thoughts, just just be able to sit back and push a button, hop on. And yeah, whether if you don't want to uh, have a camera on, just have that off and uh, we'll just have a phone call. I'm it's fine by me. You can sit, you know, sit around in your underwear and not have to, you know, they still like be getting work done. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of nice um, to be able to have that flexibility. And, you know, if, you know, some days like maybe one of us isn't feeling good. Um, still like, if there's like some sort of, you know, uh, like, you know, someone's sick, like, uh, yeah, I have a cold like, or something, uh, and I cold. don't want to give it to you, then, yeah, I, but it's not so bad that I have to be in bed. And that way, those little things don't really disrupt all of the things that you can still accomplish in a day. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Or like if they're feeling like, you know, their back's hurting and they don't want to drive, uh, I can stay home. I can just pick, I don't have to go anywhere. My back hurts. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go out anywhere. But now it's like, well, okay, I'm just, I'm here anyway. I can just turn on a, turn on a camera and go, which is, you know, kind of the same with the podcast too. I, um, like when I started this podcast, you know, it was, I'd have people come over to my place, but I, now I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody out here and uh, I enjoy, I mean, when, when this was going on, video calls weren't really a thing. When, when I was having people come over to my, um, yeah, it was a weird spot. I had a spot for a while um, in Portland uh, when I started this podcast and the, the road that I used to live off of was called Asylum Avenue um and then that's setting thought, the stage right there yeah, right <laughs> and uh eventually after a while they thought that you know they should change the name of the street so they just named it after the person who ran the asylum so it eventually became hawthorne boulevard in portland um but i was i had like a uh 
like a sunroom that was built onto this house um, for some kid that had polio. And huh. yeah. And so like, that was, that was a spot. And I would have people come over and, you know, have a couple of microphones, but yeah. But yeah, now it's just like push a button, got someone on. And then I'm also not limited to people that are in Portland as well. Like I got, you know, people from all over the world on here. It's so fun. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That international global connection. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, It's, it can be difficult setting up sometimes, but I'd much rather have that issue than, you know, having to, you know, pay someone from Australia to fly out here. And, you know, that's basically a day travel each way, like 24 hours, and then, you know, have them set up somewhere to do a one hour conversation and then send them back on their way. And they're already Sounds out. Sounds fun for the person traveling. Like, yes, yeah, right? yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I, like, yeah, if they had that. I don't know. Twenty-four hours of travel. I, I've done. I've done some that what has been. I don't know how long that was. Probably fifteen hours or so. I think that was about as far as I went. But that was a long time. That was a long twenty-four, an extra nine hours. I don't know how how I do. I assume it'd be split up somewhere, but. Um, it's not fun. My longest trip was going to Taiwan and it was 32 hours. And from where? Was, I was green uh, from Ottawa. Oh. Um, so from I had a couple of different changeovers. I had one in Anchorage, Alaska, and then another one in Korea. And did I stop in Indonesia as well? There was a lot of stopovers. <laughs> um, yeah, what was, route do you go? Uh, well, from I'm Canada, like kind of East Coast ish, especially yeah. Ottawa. Um, uh, so I went like to me, it was the back doorway. So I flew across Canada to to Anchorage, Alaska, and then we flew um, that way around, and then okay. to Korea from Alaska to Korea, and then from Korea I. I don't remember if this was on the way home or there. I'm going to say from Korea to Taiwan, but um, yeah, each each flight was long, and then the the stopovers. I was green, oh. and my skin was green. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like you you were new at flying, <laughs> uh, traveling at the time, but you you were literally green, green, yeah. Oh. So how did that affect what you do as far as traveling after that? How did that oh, change? Oh, I love traveling. I love what, traveling. It's fun. What do you do now differently to not get green? Uh, well, I haven't had that long of like a flight trip anyways. I've had that long in a car, which is a different different experience. Was that in Canada? That was leaving from Canada and doing a trip in the States. So, and I actually also drove from California to Toronto because that my son was born in California and when we were driving back here, um, we drove back to Canada, to Toronto. So with I've been, newborn? I've had lots of car. Yeah. With no, he was two and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whoa. How was that? That seems like. Uh, 
that could that's be a whole a, a journey. other yeah whole other chapter and a whole different book <laughs> yeah but it it was it was it's really beautiful um to see all of the different areas well especially i think that the united states has i mean it's it's so massive but there are so many different types of spaces and places and cultures um but definitely seeing the different landscapes was really really stunningly beautiful do you know where you yeah. which way you went like where'd you go through which way did I go through? I went through because I was in Palm. I left from from Palm Springs, and then I went like, uh, gosh, did I go through like Arizona, Utah? Probably. I mean, I've I've been to probably about thirty states oh, in, my, okay. in my life. I've been to um, many states, but uh, yeah, seeing seeing. Going from like the gray snow covered mountain landscapes and moving into that more like rich red clay colored mountain. Like I feel like there's like a, this like imaginary line, you know, you can see the the snow cap co- covered gray mountains while you're in like the, the beautiful clay colored uh, mountain region that's like glowing kind of pink and red with the sun and then you know your your eyes can see that completely different picture it's yeah. it's so beautiful it's so beautiful the contrast and uh how gorgeous this planet is and how we're so blessed to have so much beauty surround us yeah where's somewhere you want to go check out then next like if, I don't know, someone gave gave you the money to go do it just today. I, I'm not going to, like, give you money to go do this. But hypothetically, <laughs> if someone what? was getting, yeah, this, it's not part of the show today. It's, it's going to be going to be a new segment at the end of every show. So if you had all this money, um, is there somewhere you'd want to go check out or for a reason? I... I like more the experiences that I like to have when I travel. It's more about um, like the the whole experience, the culture, the beauty, the food, the the whole thing, and not necessarily like just the space. Because I've I've had the good fortune of having to travel a bit in my life and have just gone to some islands and. Uh, lived in different countries and, you know, just the, the destinations for the purpose of like relaxing or for partying or um, whatever that experience is. And yeah. what I have discovered about myself is that I really like a lot of different elements. So I would go back to Europe because I, I love the culture I love the art. I love the food. The buildings are so gorgeous. Like they stopped me in my tracks with, wow, how did they build (laughs) such intricate details and so much artistic expression and creativity so long ago when they didn't have all these tools and they're just these massive structures. 
and they just have so much majesty like they 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 radiate their own being um but then yeah. when you when you integrate like amazing food like as many of the cultures of the food is such a also a big part is art <laughs> and how they grow the food and how they present the food and how you eat the food um i also really love that too so you're okay somewhere. somewhere in europe yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe italy yeah everywhere in italy i've only been to um to venice Okay. Yeah. Uh, what brought you there? Adventure. Yeah, I want to go to Venice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Adventure weeks. So, yeah, I was living in Budapest in in Hungary, and uh, oh. it was on the way to Paris. So um, there was several stops on the way, and that that was another driving trip. Actually, and that was a great adventure. Home of the Da Vinci twins. Uh, <laughs> Long story. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're these guys. They're from Vancouver, um, and they had a thing. There was some video, like probably two or three years ago. I don't know. It was a while ago, and they there was like so who put you know who painted the Mona Lisa, and they say Da Vinci, and it became this whole <laughs> thing. But I mean, it, yeah. Those those guys. If you ever, no, yeah. I have to check them out. Yeah. Da Vinci, because I want to say Da Vinci. You mean <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know those those guys. They're I still. I don't they know. sound I still fun. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know. I still can't tell them apart, and they're <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, the nicest guys in the world, um, but. Yeah, it makes me think of that. Uh, yeah, those those guys. Um, but anyway, so enough about Da Vinci. Um, but so then where, like, what's like the next thing? So you said you wanted to get your Doctor of Divinity. Yeah, it seems um, interesting to me. It seems like a, a worthwhile path. Um, and I mean, that could change as a, I just have begun a new journey because I'm always studying because I just really love learning. I'm always enrolled in a class. I always have a coach. I always have a therapist. I always have, I okay. was doing something, um, because I just love it. It's just a, an authentic expression of like who I am. I'm eternally curious uh, so this year I have just started my uh, second, third <laughs> journey with the Sophia Code. And so this is a, a, a le- leadership program where I'm going on a journey over a year with um, each of the Ascended Masters. Um, so we'll see where that takes me once I've completed that year-long deep spiritual journey. Um and I'm curious as to where that will take me. But I also want to study um, Kung Fu. I'm I'm obsessed with martial arts and uh, I really want to learn weapons. Uh, and there are elements of that, a practice and mastery that really support um, mystery school training as well. 
Okay. That's, that's, I wasn't expecting that. That's okay. That's cool though. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Is there a certain time you'd like to get into or figure it out once you're there or what? Yeah, there's a couple that I really like. Well, there's certain teachers that I really like. Um, and we'll see. I love Budokan, which is not that at all, but I love uh, the primal movements that they incorporate and the the strength and just um, the way that while they have created mastery within their own framework, I think that that's a really interesting form of uh, martial arts. Yeah. Um, but I love like the, the Shaolin style of Kung Fu. Master okay. Shung I really like listening to Master Shung Yi, who's on the Mulligan Brothers a lot. Um, and he has a, a school, but I don't really want to be doing anything online because I am home a lot. So um, I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. But why martial arts has uh, ties into spiritual practice mystery schools um, is because the the practice of martial arts utilizes a lot of something in which we call like your uh, – your hara, which is that that center, right below yeah. your belly button, right? Your that's your 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 strength, your center, that's where your force comes from. So any movement that you do in martial arts is is if you want it to have power and you want to be using the proper correct form, you're moving from your hara. Um and you strengthen your hara um through breath, um through practice and devotion and and that connects to spiritual practice. Okay. Also. Yeah. The guy that taught me hypnosis was a martial artist, um, like back in the sixties oh, cool. or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the same sort of, same sort of thing there. And, um, so then is your preferred method of learning like hands-on training for the most part, or is it more I like reading all of it. or? Okay. I like all of it, but if I'm doing something with my physical body and I really like, uh, there's nothing like actually getting the correction from the teacher. So if I, you know, if my hands like here and it's really supposed to be like this, like there's that subtle difference, but it's actually a big difference when it comes to like a, like a striking position or how you're directing your energy. So, uh, I think, I I would prefer <laughs> yeah. to be doing that um in in person. I also would love to take up fencing. So we'll we'll see. There's so is many it, so many things to do. We'll is see. there an academy near you? Yeah, there's a couple. Okay. Yeah. Uh one one time I found a like it was a like a zip down fencing like fencing club jacket. And cool. I'd wear it around all the time. And everyone was because <laughs> it had my it had my name on it. And I I saw it. Like I saw this this shirt and it had my name on it when I was going at, through the thrift store. And I was wow. like, Oh, I gotta grab this. I'll grab it. And um and then I looked at it and it's like, oh, so whatever fencing club. I don't know if I have that shirt anymore. Um, but so yeah, so everyone always asks me, Oh, you fans? I'm like, no. Not, not well, now yet. you have to. You have and to take have it out. To. Yeah. You got to earn the shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll fence each we'll other. We'll fence together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, that's what we'll, we'll aspire to now. That's uh, 
That's, I mean, it has to happen now. Yes, so. it's a fence-off, a fencing yeah. championship. Here we go. <laughs> it's yeah. happening. All right. I commit to that. Perfect. Me too. So <laughs> how are people going to find you uh, in the world, on the internet, uh, wherever you may be? On the interwebs is the easiest. And it's so great. I'm so lucky that it's really easy to find me because it's just Lainey, L-A-I-N-N-E.com. Boom. Shakalaka. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, shakalaka. Nice. <laughs> I got really, really yeah. lucky. I got to buy the do- domain name Lainey.com. Was and then it Lainey Love on social media? Was it cheap? Was it like a, one of the cheaper ones? Oh, yeah, or did, it was did they... like years ago for, I don't know. I don't know like what cheap is, like $12? 20 bucks. Or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something it wasn't like that. One of those names where it's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. No. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was very cool. reasonable. Yeah. So I'm really, really lucky. Yeah. And uh, you can find me there. And you can also find me on Amazon because I have two books. And oh, okay. um, my second book just came out. And I have it tabbed here, actually, right beside me. A Bigger Mission, oh. which is pretty darn amazing. It's an exceptional book. I'm really, really proud of it. Um, it's done really well. It's been a bestseller on Amazon in several different categories. Okay. Um, so you can, Congratulations. you can find, yeah, thank you. You can find me on Amazon too as I continue to write books um, and sell them via Amazon. It's so great to be an author now. It's um, It's never been easier to yeah. be an author. So do you use the, uh, what's it called? Amazon. Uh, yeah, they have shoot, a publishing whatever it's called, KDP. platform. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I have cool. used, uh, that's, that's a whole other podcast. If people want to know how to, how to publish yep. on Amazon, um, it's, it's another one of those easy slash not easy things. It takes right. a, a lot of time to learn all the steps and it's a great platform, but it's not a perfect platform. Um, I, I guess nothing in life is right. Right. But, <laughs> but yes, easy. if you want to write a book, write one, write one. You don't have to buy 10,000 copies of your, your book from a publisher now or from, from a publishing house. Like you can just write your book and get it up on Amazon and all your dreams can come true. You can, you yeah. can check that off of the list of things that you've done in your life. Right. Along and yeah, with fencing champion, right? Fancy, yeah, well, <laughs> if you're, you're fencing, you gotta be a fencing <laughs> champion. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, cool. Well, thank you, Lainey. Uh, we'll get you back on in a few months if you're up for that. Um, that sounds great. Okay, cool. I was going to say, you can let me know if you wanted to say no. Um, no, I say yes. <laughs> it's, right. so, it's so fun cool. just to hang and chat about yeah. stuff. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, you made my job easy. So thank you for being on. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And hopefully you get signed up for fencing. <laughs> yes, I will. All right. All right. So, Bye. You Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Yep. Thank you. All right. That's Lainey Love. So hit her up. I'll give you the information how. That's pretty easy, right? All you have to do is spell her name. I'll put it in the link so you know how to spell it. So thank you, everyone, for being here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. And that is the show, man. Right? That is the show, man. Boom!
It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.